0: Oh, <laughs>
1: And welcome to Ghost Divers. This is an anime podcast on the Export Audio Network. I am your co-host, Neve, and I'm joined, as always, by your other co-host, Connor. Hello. And uh, we are here to do the intro episode of Psychopass. Um, before we start talking about that, uh, and there is something <laughs> I want to say about that, uh, okay. I want to put up right at the front here, um, people may have noticed uh, if they... Do check the episode descriptions for stuff uh, that I still have not done. The one for the final discussion episode of Iron Blooded Orphans Um, of like all the podcasting stuff I do. uh, Writing those the episode descriptions for Ghost Diver specifically is like the the most. it's like i just have to listen to the podcast again usually at three times speed to try and get through it as fast as possible and i like mostly remember what we talk about and i don't need the like specific every single word um and then i would try and write down but that's still like an hour of me just listening to a conversation that we already had and not in like the passive way hours. that i'm yeah and not yeah. in the passive way that i might at 1x 1.5 uh, x speed uh listen to podcasts while i'm at work and maybe i throw on oh i kind of don't remember that discussion and we're coming up on the question bucket maybe i'll listen to that discussion that episode again that we recorded Uh, i don't always re-listen to ghost divers there's a few of my podcasts where i'm a little bit more uh inclined to re-listen and it just kind of depends on like how much like goofing off is happening because sometimes it's just fun for me to hear like me laughing and having fun with with a friend while i'm like working um and so i listen to every single episode of puton again uh, I do not listen to every single episode of Ghost Divers again, because uh, Ghost Divers we have fun, but we also are just talking more seriously about stuff a lot of the time. Yeah, we're mostly um, just
2: miserable There,
1: <laughs> We're not miserable, <laughs> but it's like it's, it's a different vibe, you know Yeah, yeah, yeah um, It's not just like, oh yeah, I'm bored at work and here's me having fun with like friends like two weeks ago I'll listen to this and remember having fun with friends um, Anyway all this to say, I don't want to do episode descriptions anymore. I already kind of knew that I didn't like doing them when I started additional podcasts and decided not to do descriptions like that. Um, but I kept doing them for Ghost Divers because I felt like it was an expectation that like, I had set that this is what I was doing. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to stop. I think unless, and I'm, I'm putting this, if you are somebody who really uses those episode descriptions, who really likes them, who appreciates them. Um, this is your chance to send in an email or comment in the, the abnormal mapping discord. Uh, if you send the email, send it to ghostdiverspod divers at gmail.com. Um, and let me know that those are really useful, that you want them to continue happening. If I don't, if I don't hear anything, it, it's just stopping. So, and if I hear stuff, I still might have to like a how I do it to some extent, but I will try to continue doing that. Um, but it's the thing that I'm actually happier to drop than content warnings. The one difficulty is when I was doing that, I was also writing the content warnings for the episodes. Um, but I, I have a little bit of a plan to sort of figure that out, which is, I just need to be more active when we are recording to like jot down on my phone. If something comes up, um, and the other thing is I might listen through ghost divers when we like, when it comes out, uh, in that same passive way. And then if there's anything that I forgot, it might jump out to me and then I'll go in and edit it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's, and also like, it, it also involves me just, I'll probably make more notes. Like, uh, there's a way that I can like leave a little note in the recording file while we're doing it. Um, Where if we talk about something, I might do it just so I can make sure to get, like, the time stamps. Because I did that sometimes with IBO when we were talking about some of the touchier stuff. So um, I think I'll just, while recording, I'm going to try and do that work a little bit more so I can keep content warnings going in the way that we sort of have been doing it. Um, You know, that we started doing it with IBO slightly differently than before. But, like, I want to keep that up. I think that's a, uh, that feels like more worthwhile work to me than sort of the episode description stuff that I was doing um that was the thing where i was like this why am i doing this <laughs> so yeah um
2: especially the nature of ghost divers uh um, mm-hmm. i think that just makes cuz even if you're like not trying to be comprehensive with the episode description it's still yeah. a lot of cognitive work uh yeah. to like try to recall all the strands of the conversation and then like figure out what, how to summarize them or like what to, you know, emphasize and whatever.
1: Yeah. Um, The other thing I might try and do is I'm not going to do it for intro episodes because these are usually pretty short. Um, but for main episodes, I think I'm going to do a marker whenever we sort of do a new group of synopses. Uh, and also then when we finish the synopses, so I can sort of put those timestamps in of like synopses for these episodes, episode discussion, whatever, Yeah, you know, uh, where like if I, I think if I put it with the timestamps, it's a thing where people can click and jump to like the start of, you know, cause I, I feel like. Lots of people listen to Ghost Divers in chunks, um, and it would be nice to sort of set that up and make it easier for people to, you know, if something happens, jump to okay. Well, I stopped when they were starting the next synopses or whatever. So
2: yeah, um, or try to be good to, about that stuff. But if people want to skip our hilarious episode synopses, yeah, uh, it well sometimes can. hilarious.
1: We also sometimes have a little bit of commentary, like not just like hilarious jokes commentary, but sometimes we will talk about a small thing that we probably aren't going to talk about in an extended part during the actual discussion of the episodes. Uh, I feel like that happens sometimes we're going through it and we'll like briefly comment a little bit more on a scene. So,
2: yeah. Um. Um, That's something that I've given a good amount of thought to over the over the years now that we've done ghost divers um, with the episode synopses, like, you know, we do think about the flow of the podcast and like the listener experience and all that. Um, Yeah. And I've, I've really, the main thing that I've thought of in this, uh, like on this issue is, okay, someone's seen the show, like, Do they really want to listen to us recite the, you know, the plot of the episode? Like, and then, but going along with that, I'll just finish my thought really quick, because I'm not, like, I'm, like, undermining our whole (laughs) podcast structure here. But uh, we've, like, I think it's come to a point now where, like, discussion is blended with the synopses. So it's not just, like, you know we we blend it in so that there's um content and like discussion in the synopses as well. Um, yeah, it feels a little more like um, you know fluid in that way,
1: yeah, I will say, um, I think like for our very first season, we didn't really do there there's like at, I forget when it was there was some time where we like really didn't do synopses, and maybe it was our it first was season, season or maybe one. it was the, maybe it was the lost episodes, but yeah, I think it was season one. It was um, straight
2: discussion. <laughs> and for way through.
1: I, I think that like, if I even like listen back, uh, like at the time I listened back and I would sometimes felt lost about exactly what we were talking about. Uh, I think as someone who listens to podcasts, doing the synopses is a really common. I think it helps ground people. um, in what you're talking about, even if it's something that you watched that week, you may have watched other things and it kind of recenters you in what happened and what's being talked about. Um and also, I I think that Ghost evers it, it's not just a podcast that people watch shows alongside like they'll watch the six episodes or whatever. on uh, you know, in the case of Psychopaths, it's gonna be eight. Uh, and then we'll listen to the podcast. There are, I think, also a lot of people that will be like, oh, yeah, I watched Serial Experiments Lane three years ago, and I'll listen to people talk about that on a podcast. And that's mm-hmm. where, like, if I go back, you know, if I have friends who do a podcast about an anime or a movie or something, you know, whatever, that I've seen, um, I might listen to it being like, oh, yeah, I want to hear them talk about it. And then it's still helpful to, like, somewhat get grounded about what they're talking about. So. Um, I think it's a necessary thing. And so, yeah, this, the solution is to try and like have jokes in there, have some discussion in there, not make it where we're just like fully reciting, um, you know, some synopses. And in the case of where we like steal synopses from Wikipedia or whatever, uh, we're usually like also commenting on things that we think are wrong about the way that they synopsized it. Yeah. Then we can just pillory (laughs) it and then it's (laughs) funny. And then that's its own like way of joking and also having a discussion about it. Um, yeah uh
2: but but yeah i i agree um and i i was never against it obviously because we've been doing it um but uh it helps i think it helps ground our discussion too even as the people who just watch these episodes and have been like preparing to talk about it for three hours um going through like like, the details of the episode uh yeah this will be this will
1: really be my first time from the other side, but like when I've written synopses too, I'm sure there are times where you see what I chose to wrote down, like write down and think about other things, uh, and it also like helps you be aware of what I was focusing on uh, in its own way. So
2: yeah, there's uh, also there's a lot of times where it's like this is the way that whoever wrote it is choosing to like convey this detail in the synopsis, and yeah. then. As we're reading through it, we're like, okay, there's, like, more to this. So it's kind of like a book it, – it allows us to, like, in the moment, oh, yeah, like, yeah. we're going to talk about this more later. <laughs> because yeah. this is a key moment. Uh, yeah. And this is, like, perhaps debatable or, you know, uh, incomplete or, like, just suggesting, uh, like – something that's a lot more expansive that that's going
1: on is simplifying down a really complex conversation to a very general gist of where it ends up or something, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Finds a teddy bear in the, in the store.
1: Yeah. Um, we won't say anything else. I'll leave him. I'll leave him bleep you saying the character name. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Um, anyway. Yeah. Before we, uh, sorry, before we
2: spoil any any other shows,
1: yeah. Um. Also, sorry, sorry to do a little bit of like nasal gavy uh, gazy like uh shop talk stuff here, but I especially just wanted to put this out there about the um episode description stuff to like make people aware this is something that I'm just choosing not to do. Uh, this is your chance to complain about it. So, um. Anyway, I was gonna say about psychopaths. This is a first for the podcast. <laughs> uh it is the first time that we are watching a show that you have seen and I have not seen.
2: Yes. Very exciting. Um,
1: and when you first brought it up, I knew uh next to nothing about this show. You you can you can say your perspective of what I saw. I think you have like some more stuff figured out. Um but, so, I, I what I remember is that originally, uh, I thought that this show was about, and I, I also wasn't sure if this was revealed right away, or, like, later in the series, but that, like, I thought I remembered you talking about, but I think you were talking about a different show. <laughs> Some sort of show, <laughs> uh-huh. where, like, uh, each episode, it's, like, maybe new people who have died, and then, like... Uh, at the beginning of their journey through the afterlife, like, go through some sort of testing process. And the main character or characters are the people doing that test of, like, these people. Mm-hmm. um, And then it, I it was maybe episodic or maybe, like, it would continue for a few episodes. I wasn't sure. I think I thought it was episodic, but that might not even be what the actual show is that you were talking about. And I think whatever that show was, uh, was also a show where, like, later seasons people didn't like. That may not be true. Uh huh. Um, that part is. But true. in my head, I think that's true. I don't know if you know what show the other show I was thinking of.
2: I have no clue. I'm not but thinking I know- about it that hard, and maybe yeah. I
1: would figure it out if I did. But uh, um, no, I don't know right now. But then psychopaths. I, I've i learned more about Psychopaths. Mm-hmm. But the first thing that made me realize that I don't think it was the show is when I found out that it was like a cyberpunk cop show. Uh-huh. And I, I think part of what happened is I know that Psychopath people like the first season in the movie and then don't like later seasons. Uh, and it's specifically because, again, uh, Urobochi, who's like, uh, a main writer i haven't actually looked it up like showrunner or something for it uh left after that and you know people feel like it it lost a lot of like what made it interesting when he left um so i believe the other show was also a show that people thought got worse but maybe maybe i was wrong in mixing stuff up and then i think also Psychopass, psychopomp like, those, those words made me think that Psychopaths was doing a psychopomp thing with the title, and it's psychopomp being, like, guide into the, you know, uh, the, yeah. the world of the dead. um. And so, what, I th- that's what I thought the show was about, was originally. What um, set setting
2: happened, were you imagining? If you can remember, like, what
1: setting were you imagining that this it, it show was, like, was taking place in? It was, like modern day-ish or like maybe you know it it was like things are modern exactly when is this happening is it like the future whatever not entirely clear but when i was imagining this it was like here's like you know the the person who has died and is like being tested is like uh an office like, like a guy who works in the office um, and then his wife and they like died in a car crash and it's like testing their relationship or something like deciding something about the afterlife yeah um, like
2: normal present day
1: yeah yeah maybe there's like a touch of science fiction that comes into it um, but like m- even more uh, present day present time than like serial <laughs> experiments lane uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh,
2: uh, I don't. I don't think serial experiments lane is present day, present time.
1: Uh, oh, you're right. I'm thinking about Christmas, the present day, present time. Oh my god, this is yeah. this is a joke from Crystal. I want to give credit where credits due, but I think about it all the time. Oh, uh, that's uh, a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You you
2: completely froze me with that one. <laughs> I was like, did we um, have some bit about? christmas episode of serial experiments lane uh but then we actually did in our yeah. in our line chat um yeah. so i guess that one just came full circle
1: yeah um anyway uh so i wish that you
2: would have yeah, so, uh, so begun so this is your what viewing yeah with that like
1: frame with that information but now you have more so here's the thing that happened in between. While we were doing Iron-Blooded Orphans, it actually started a little bit before and finished a little bit after. But basically roughly around that time when we when we were watching through uh I watched all of Gundam up to where Great Gundam Project is. Uh, I very recently watched G savior, which was like the last thing I was sitting on. Uh, cause I just wanted to, I wanted to go out with something that I knew was going to be like fun and cheesy. Um, I think I described it to you as the, the cocktail cherry that you eat at the end of like, you know, drinking the cocktail. Um, cause I don't know if you know anything about G savior, but, um, sunrise who makes Gundam, uh, gave a bunch of money to a Canadian production company to make like a made for TV, um, sci-fi tv show of like the the late 90s early aughts variety uh because that's when it was made um and so it's it's big like uh sci-fi original at the time like the the sci-fi version of dune or whatever like that's the kind of vibe that you have from it but it is a uh technically still canon gundam movie that happens like uh 70 years after victory or something
2: so it's a (laughs) sci-fi original gundam
1: basically. Yeah, it's it's not sci-fi, it's like this Canadian production company, but yeah. But it's um, that vibe. And my understanding is, there. so there is the version with the original, like, English actors talking in English that I, I believe was only released as D- on DVD. Um, but the way that it was originally shown was a Japanese dub on Japanese TV, and I don't think it's ever been shown on, like, uh, Canadian or American television. <laughs> what was the reception of
2: that? that.
1: Um... I don't actually know exactly how it was received in uh, Japan. I know a lot of American uh, Gundam fans sort of consider it like, like after the SD Gundam stuff, which is like not even taken seriously in any way, G Savior is like the least watched. Like people just like, don't even watch it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, and I could be wrong. Maybe it did air, but, my my understanding is that um it was broadcast on TV Asahi and the ANN station, which is a um the All Nippon ni- News Network. Um, so uh, yeah, it was originally in English, but then dubbed in in Japanese, and I think that was like the main one shown on TV. It so, sounds dicey. Um, yeah, uh, it was enjoyable, but like. It's enjoyable in the way of like, do you like, uh, like, do you really enjoy Star Trek and like, like late nineties, early 2000s Star Trek shows? Um, do you like that kind of sci-fi? Like I'm going to show it to, um, Emily's mom who really likes these kinds of, uh, you know, sci-fi made for TV movie things. Um, both because I think she would genuinely enjoy it. And also because I need to know that there is one person, at least one person in this world who only knows Gundam from DC. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like seeing that, I don't think it was ever shown on like, uh, you know, English language television. Um, um, I, I just think, like, I, I need to make this happen in my heart. Yeah. I don't know who, who would stumble upon this. Um, the CG in it is awful. It's really mm-hmm. bad. Um, Sci-fi it's original also, movie. Yeah. Um, because it's also Western, like, robot animation, which means, like, all the fights are extremely slow. Um, The pacing is not there. Everything feels like... But it's also early CGs, so you don't. Anyway, I'm, we're getting so far away from Psychopaths. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is still
2: the tangent where you're like, this was a, a quick aside before you so, like, begin to talk about what you've learned about Psychopaths.
1: In watching through all of Gundam that GGP has covered so far that I hadn't watched already, um, I listened to all of the G- GGP episodes as well. And uh, Emma and Jackson really like psychopaths, and it comes up multiple times, like when they're first watching it. I still have not listened to the actual episode about psychopaths—the movie that was done. Uh, it was like a, a standalone, like it was the the beach house episode. Um, I'm saving that. I don't want to know exactly. But in that process, I've learned a lot more about it. So do you do you want me to run through what I know, having still yeah. not watched a single
2: episode? At, at yeah, at the high level.
1: Okay. Um, so it's cyberpunk. It's about police officers. Mm -hmm. Um, the police officers have guns that tell them who to shoot. Um, and the police officers are pulled from basically the like class of people who are being policed somehow. I don't know mm-hmm. that actual process, but the, like they once were the people being policed, they are now these police officers. Okay. That have weapons that tell them when to shoot. And like who to shoot specifically. Mm-hmm. Um And uh I know that Fanon gets quoted specifically in the movie. That's like the one movie-specific thing that I know. Um Yeah, and just sort of like generally uh, themes around, like, uh, issues with policing and profiling and stuff like that. Okay. So th- that's the sort of broad view of what I know.
2: Okay, yeah. So, that's actually um, that's actually less than I expected you would know at this point. Um, yeah. And I'm I mean, still, I'm sure like, like...
1: I'm sure I've heard names, but it's very hard, like... I don't remember the names, and I especially don't like if you showed me pictures of Psychopaths. Um, oh, there's one other thing that I know, which is me not having seen Psychopaths was still doing the episode art art for this this season, um, and so I just put out a call to my my homies who have seen Psychopaths, namely <laughs> Emin Jackson, um, being like, "What should I use as episode art?" Um, and Jackson sent me a photo of like a purple cat man or cat girl, like, like furry, like, like anthropomorphic cat, Mm -hmm. like hands raised purple. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that raised so many questions because I had seen some other images from Psychopaths of like, there's like the, the girl, uh, who I think is maybe the main character, or one of the main characters, I, I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of her with the, you know, her gun and stuff. But like everything that I had seen, just from like glancing at stuff, like seeing key art, was humans. And so I don't know where the the cat comes in. Uh- so that's the one other thing that, <laughs> that I know that is like a puzzle for me is what's the purple cat with his hands raised or their hands raised or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. So, You'll find out.
1: Yeah. Oh, and also I've listened to the, the OP and the ED because I already pulled everything for when we get to the, the, uh, end of the, yeah, the tournament, um, like I made the tournament bracket and I listened to all the songs, um, just to like, I like had it randomly generate ones, but I just tried to get ones that felt a little bit more interesting and not just like extremely clear. These people are getting a sweep or, you know, whatever. So yeah. I wanted to have that in my head when I was like doing that. So, okay, uh, but I only listened to them. I didn't watch them. So I haven't seen the visuals. I've only heard the music. Like I specifically picked the full length. Like it's just like, you know, album cover art or whatever on YouTube. When okay. I watched them. Or when yeah. I listened to them. So, um,
2: okay. I'm, I'm officially still very excited uh, for you to watch this show. Uh, I think that, the the amount of like spoilers you have is very minimal, yeah, Um, and it's not going to diminish at all. Like the the dynamic of me like uh, vicariously enjoying experiencing it (laughs) for the first time, like through yeah. I mean,
1: that's the thing is the way that they are going to talk about it. on ggp like in a little segment where they where they get into it uh where mostly they're talking about a gundam episode is they're not going to like synopsize a bunch of stuff that happened it's just going to be like here's like maybe where to skip to if we're going to get a little bit more in depth um but usually it's just like you know here's like broad themes and stuff that we are thinking about since we've watched this so i didn't get like specific plot stuff really from any okay. of any of listening through GGP.
2: Um yeah, this is this is going to be uh
1: it, is there anything that I said in the stuff that I know from GGP, not the the what I originally conceived the show of, which I know is wildly wrong, but anything from <laughs> my understanding uh, of it from GGP it may not be. that is that is wrong. You don't have to tell me what it is, but you you can tell me if anything that I said was still wrong.
2: There's a couple things that weren't quite right. Okay. And that's, that's about, that's about all I'm going to say. Okay. Mostly, mostly that information is correct. Uh, There's a couple of things. It might be like
1: little details of like how the gun works or whatever.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'll just say that. Yeah. There's a couple (laughs) of things in there that aren't quite right. And then like, uh, there's a lot more to the picture that, uh there's a lot more context around those things that uh it makes them <laughs> i would say if your understanding is like just those details uh then like there's still room for your your understanding of the show to be uh pretty significantly like transformed or overhauled once uh once you yeah. start watching it
0: uh, which is really um, what I, guess, I was, like, I guess like, the waiting.
1: detail, the more detail I know about the gun is that, like, it's, like, doing, um... What's that one movie where there's, like, the people in the tank that, like, predict future crimes? Why am I drawing a blank on the name of this movie?
2: Minority Report?
1: Minority Report. It's, like, kind of a Minority Report thing where it's, like, reading some sort of, like, uh maybe like physiological responses or like something about their mental state or something to like predict that they are going to commit a crime.
2: I'm not going to confirm or deny, okay. uh, but yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, I'll confirm. Which, which gets into the like <laughs> profiling stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, Th- there is. But it's a yeah, it's, it's some
1: it's... sort of like more cyberpunky profiling and not just like uh, racial p- profiling in and of itself. Even though I'm sure it will, it like might touch on that kind of stuff. Um, right. It is like some sort of like you know AI can whatever it is, the process is computing mm-hmm. figuring out. That like this specific person is more likely to commit a crime, and so you should like arrest them or shoot them or whatever.
2: Yeah, it's it's uh it's reading. Yeah, it's you don't, analyzing have, you don't have to explain it. This is my and, understanding and directing uh the operator uh in in accordance with its analysis. Yeah. Um. So we'll just say that.
1: Yeah, uh, and the, and yeah, the people I, just kind of listen to their. I, I believe it is the gun that says it. Maybe not. Um, yeah, we'll have to. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh,
2: um, okay, so I'm like more excited now because I just assume that you kind of knew a lot of the big picture stuff that is like fun yeah. to find out about. Um, but yeah, th- this will this will be good. Um, I'm glad that my enjoyment. Now that it's finally me like giving choosing the show and you haven't seen it. Um yeah. this is my turn to get that vicarious enjoyment and I'm glad it's still preserved. Yeah. Um I'll in the interest of the intro episode I'll talk a little bit about like why I chose it um and then my yeah, experience. Yeah. And with like it. your
1: previous experience as someone who has watched it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um gosh, such a it's so strange to finally be in the in in this role, you know yeah uh, in the intro episode. Uh, so uh, first thing I'll say, um, I've watched Psychopath season one. I have not watched the movie. Uh, so it's a, a little bit of a blended experience for me actually. Uh, so I've seen the show or se- first season but I haven't seen the movie yet and we're gonna be covering both. Um, so you know, I'm seeing something I have seen and then haven't seen. Uh, and that should be fun. Uh, cause then we get to like both watch the movie for the first time together. Um, I can't remember when exactly I watched it, but it must've been, um, probably like 2019 or 2018. Uh, so it's been a few years ago and I haven't watched it since. Uh, and because, you know, we typically, uh, this is for the listener. Now we typically record the intro and the first discussion back to back, uh, this time we're not doing that. So I haven't rewatched any of the episodes yet. Um, so I'm going to keep my like prefatory remarks here, uh, fairly like shallow and brief. Uh, because again, I haven't, I'm going off of, you know, four years, uh, my viewing four years ago. Uh, but it's a show that, Uh, It made a very strong impression on me when I watched it. Um, I, too, uh, like it. Like Emma Jackson, I like this show a lot. Um, And I've always known that ever since we started doing Ghost Divers, I've always wanted to do it on Ghost Divers. Um, It's also a show that I've thought a lot about consistently uh, ever since I watched it. And, uh, part of the reason for that is that, um, for me, uh, this is a show that seems to continue becoming more and more relevant, (laughs) uh, as my life goes on. Um, and, and, uh, as the years pass, um, and, as our like society changes, um yeah the phenomena of like history that we're experiencing, uh, and then like current social phenomena. Um I think psychopaths has a lot of uh a lot to say uh, and a lot of value um to think about um for us like in this historical moment. Uh I think in most ways, it's unfortunate <laughs> that it uh, is becoming more and more relevant. Yeah, uh, but uh, nonetheless, it is, uh, and I, I, I think it will continue to, um, in the coming years. Uh, just a couple other comments. Um, my ideas going into it, and like why I. Um, why I care about it. Uh, I think it's a show that is very challenging uh, in a number of ways. So it's it's very thematically dense. Um, it's engaging with a lot of ideas, uh, at all levels of obviousness. Um, so, uh, in a lot of cases, the writing is very uh, direct about, the ideas that are being um, that are at stake uh, and that are being um, you know, processed through the show. Uh, But then there's a lot of uh, a whole other ocean of um, ideas and issues that are uh, either implied or um, contained within, within that. Um, So it's a great show for us uh, for discussion. Because there's a lot, you know, that you get immediately um, that's over, and then there's a lot to unpack as well. Um, it f- it's always felt a little bit similar to me uh, to Ava, uh, and I'm going to re- like restrict the scope of this by saying the specific similarity is that it really challenges the viewer um, with a lot of uh very brutal like content and imagery uh and um it strains you emotionally uh it like with that and then with all the things like around that and how it's presented um i think the challenges that it's issuing uh are extremely meaningful, meaningful and relevant uh but they are difficult um to like wrestle with, uh, and I think our discussion, uh, episodes will, will bear that out. Uh, it's also very, um, I think it just feels very immediate, um, insofar far for me, insofar as our current social moment, um many sect- we live in a moment where many sectors of our society um are obsessed, or if I'm being more generous, I'll say greatly concerned with the idea of safety, uh, where but paradoxically, um or or relatedly, um, we're also in a moment that's extremely unsafe <laughs> or living in a society that's extremely unsafe in a number of ways. Um, so that kind of tension uh, is, is also present in the world of psychopaths. Uh, and there's, there's a lot to, uh, to grapple with, uh, In that, um, in those correspondences, um, I could say more, (laughs) uh, but I'm so excited by the, like you not knowing what to expect basically, uh, that I don't want to give any other like big picture, you know, theses, uh, right away.
1: Okay um also i was quickly googling uh i think the other anime that i was confusing this with uh just didn't even have a st- there there's i guess uh so i think it's death parade oh i haven't seen that one and so there's the p i don't know how i mix this up then i don't know who was telling me about death parade that i then mixed with psychopaths <laughs> and then like and uh, attributed and death to Para- me yeah and then death parade also um only has 12 episodes. So it was purely just, uh, the psychopomp thing, I think.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that makes sense. I mean, there is a word that starts with P in it. So yeah, that's a pretty, and like, when you don't know anything
1: about psychopaths, you know, yeah. And you have this other show that you don't really remember the name of, um,
2: um, were my, uh, introductory comments sufficiently vague? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Is there anything you want to probe there,
1: uh, to like, you know, in
2: advance of your own viewing of the show?
1: Um, I mean, I guess the big thing is, and I can like, I can like sign off and you can just record it solo if you want, and I won't listen to it. I will just put it at the end of the podcast. But do you, uh, you want to do the content warnings?
2: Because
1: um, I, I don't have, like, any basis for this.
2: Yeah. Uh, let's let's do that in, like, a... Let's just sign off and then do that on a separate recording. So I can... Okay. So I can write them down. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because there will be several.
1: Yeah. Um. You can check, like... Uh, IMDB, the, the parents guide, it doesn't always get like the actual stuff that I would bring up as a content warning. Uh, but, and we'll include stuff that I wouldn't like people swear, but, uh, sometimes that can be a helpful thing. And also if you just type in like psychopath season one content warning, sometimes you'll find other people who, who who've written stuff and then that will remind me of things. Are we going to do them for first eight or for the whole, um, for the whole show? Um, I mean, if you know general stuff for the whole show, you can kind of say that and you can say it without me there if you want. Um, And, but also if you know first date kind of stuff, then you can also, yeah, you know, specifically address that.
2: I'll do what I can. Um, Okay. And I'll I'll try to be uh, as comprehensive as as possible.
1: Yeah. I mean, you also don't have to record it right now, I can just send it to me. Sometime in the next, like, couple days. Right. So I can put it into the... And the
2: internet. listener will never know.
1: Yeah. You'll
2: never know However when I recorded you want to do it, the they won't know what warnings. you did.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: what? Uh, <laughs> very mysterious.
1: Um, well, I'll put it in there. I just won't listen to it.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm still talking about the listener not knowing
1: when it was recorded. Oh, yeah.
2: Um, yeah. Which dovetails nicely... Uh, I guess the last thing I'll say is that um as far as genre, um what i what I want you to expect is that uh I wouldn't call this a horror show, uh but I think it it uses the um sensibilities and like uh, some of the language uh and then definitely some of the imagery of horror uh, very effectively uh, in in a way that feels unique to me. Um, But that is nestled within. um, Let's just say it's nestled within a cop show Um, that is, you know, also sci-fi dystopia. Yeah. Um, So that's, it's hard because I still want to talk more about it, uh, but I'm going to cut myself short here. We're going to sign off. We're going to do the content warnings, maybe right now, maybe a day from now, uh, and then we'll be back in one week
1: for our discussion. Yeah. Um, shall, shall we wrap up? Yeah. Yeah, let's wrap up. Okay. Um, you want me to go first?
2: <laughs> yep, yeah, you know the usual wrap up thing we do.
1: Okay, I just I just feel thrown off by you being the one who watched the show. Maybe maybe you're gonna tell people where they can find you and then you'll throw to me. I don't know. Um
2: My Twitter any... has been a little more active than yours recently. So <laughs> Yeah. We should just We yeah. We'll flip it at some point.
1: Yeah. Um well uh thank you to Export Audio for you know hosting us all of that uh people can go to exportod.io and support the network. Um there's a lot of great podcasts on the network and a fair number of them you will get uh a week early if you give at least one dollar to the Patreon. Um we are not one of those podcasts but pondering Puton the other podcast that we do is Uh, I also do a podcast called ornate stairwells with my friend autumn, which is a a movie podcast, uh, that one you would get early. Um, and, uh, autumn and nor in particular do a number of, uh, other shows on the podcast. Uh, but occasionally there's a hot singles, which is a movie podcast or not a movie, a music podcast, um, by Alexis and boo. Those are the the main co, uh, main hosts. um, but yeah, you can find all sorts of great stuff there. Uh, and if you give $5, you get uh, exclusive bonus episodes of a number of podcasts. Uh, the one that's most regular in that feed is probably coffee and comic books. Um, so that is a sort of comic book podcast. Uh, also covers manga sometimes. Um, that is uh, autumn and Rick and uh, you know, Usually there'll be like two episodes a month and one of them will be, uh, sort of free to the public. And then the other one, uh, I think it might still be like a, a week early though in the Patreon feed. And then the other one is an exclusive episode, uh, exclusive, you know, bonus episode. Um, but there are additional ones. Like, uh, there was a crossover episode between, uh, ornate stairwells and repertory screenings on Normal mapping. um, and that one you have to pay uh ten dollars to get from the abnormal mapping uh patreon but only five dollars to get from export audio uh so that's a, a little sounds like know. an
2: obvious economic decision yeah. there
1: yeah um I will say there's some great stuff in abnormal mapping as well um and I'll specifically call out the the one dollar podcast here great Gundam project ggp that I've mentioned a few times uh When you are listening to this, the episode, uh, I've not recorded it yet, but it is going to come out before this one, Um, the episode on the finale for Gundam Seed Destiny uh, will be uh, in that $1 uh, Patreon feed. Um, I watched through all of it so that you don't have to. Uh it's a really bad show, but you can still go and like listen to me talk about it and uh commiserate with Evan Jackson about how fucking terrible of a show it was. Uh makes me glad that we mostly watch good anime over here. You know? Yeah. yeah I feel like we haven't like a real stinker. Like I I still think the one that is like the lowest in my rankings is Bakana, which is not a bad show
2: which is third, I, like totally enjoyable.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, I, yeah. I would recommend to anybody go enjoyable in any way.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, when Bakken knows your worst, you've, you're, you're, yeah. doing, you're doing pretty well.
1: I'm sure at some point we'll just start like picking a random show because we've heard things about it and want to watch it. And we are like, have run out of stuff that we've already pre-watched, uh, or whatever. um, and then maybe we'll we'll get some stinkers, but there's we'll, a little more I, of a yeah.
2: chance yeah. element in that one.
1: Yeah. But I still feel like uh we are going to be making more like direct choices than just the project of watching every single Gundam series ever uh is, just means that you don't really have a choice sometimes about what you're watching. So. Yeah. Um you just got to you just got to watch Seed and See Destiny and suffer. But that t- <laughs> That does not mean that you can't
2: make a great podcast about it, though.
1: Yeah. So I think we'll have some fun. Um, and uh, since this is the first, uh, you know, the, the intro episode here, I'm also going to do a shout-out to uh, – I was also on the Abnormal Mapping, like the the flagship podcast for that network, um, where I talked about Chrono Cross, which is my favorite game. Um, that was a great podcast, so – uh it's probably the last time i'll like shout it out on this podcast but uh worth checking that one out um and also speaking of abnormal mapping i do another podcast uh on that network with m um called around the long fire uh we are currently reading through uh icelandic sagas or actually right now we're in the middle of heimskringla which is a a king saga about the um Norwegian kings it's like a collection of a bunch of them um, and right now we're on like the longest one uh, we just started it, St. Olaf saga um, and I think it's like important for us to get up through this point uh, just for like sort of the history of what's going on in Norway when a lot of the Icelandic sagas are happening um, but we're bored of Norwegian kings now uh, all they know how to do is like Harry and uh, do politicking and Christianize. Um, and the Christianizing is the only part that's kind of fun to read about. Um, and I think after St. Olaf, uh, Norway is basically Christianized, so we're not even going to have that anymore. Uh, among
2: the three things you listed, if you had made me guess which one was the fun one, it would not have been the, the Christianizing
1: one. It it probably would have been the politicking one, right? Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, the thing is that the politicking when it's not around Christianizing is kind of boring because it just doesn't go into like the actual specifics. It's just about them like going around and like shoring up defenses Mm -hmm. and like, you know, supporters and stuff, uh, to then go around and like have a battle, you know? Yeah. Um, and there, there's specifically something about like the battles that the Kings are uh partaking in where it's like these large like army battles um and i don't think the saga is quite like i don't think battles are the strong suit of sagas in general um i like but what what's useful when you're reading an icelandic saga is that it's usually between fairly small groups of people and uh is also often based around like recordings from Icelandic law where they would have to like write down the wounds that were inflicted or whatever. And so you get very matter of fact, like uh and then he like struck at his leg and cut it off uh like above the knee and he bled to death from that. And it's just like very like often detailed about like a specific wound and like this happened and they're, they're very short. Um Whereas in the, the King sagas, you'll get some like description of stuff and then you'll get like, uh, sections of poet, like Scaldic poetry that get quoted but so much of the Scaldic poems that are about battles are like very repetitious about just like kings win- winning victory in regions and stuff mm-hmm. um, it's like the, the my least favorite part of Scaldic poetry is just where they describe battles because uh, it's just so many there's a certain point at which you've seen all of the Kennings for warrior and you're like I got it you know <laughs> uh-huh. um, so. So, sword man yeah battle winner so, i right now we're feeling <laughs> a little bit down on the sagas um but i think when we when we're finished with this we'll talk about exactly what to do next but i think i want the next thing that we read uh specifically that saga like we might take a break and like watch some saga related movies or um you know read like nibble glide or something mm-hmm. uh as like a different version of uh, Volsunga Saga, which is the first thing we read. Uh, but like when we go back to like reading the actual text, the first one I want us to do is Ervarad Saga, uh, which is just a great like legendary saga about this guy who lives to be 300. Um, and it's just fantastic. Like it's, it's just like, he's just like a guy. Like there's like guys in this, you know? He's just a like, guy who lives
2: to be 300, Yeah, you know?
1: Well, like, guy, like, capital G guy. Like, when you're watching or reading something, and there's just that character who's just like, Yeah, that's my guy, like that kind of vibe.
0: Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's
1: one of those. He's yeah. a guy, yeah, he's a guy, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm looking forward to that. It, it's uh, one of my favorites of like the sort of legendary saga stuff. Um, and yeah, he gets up. At, to some some real hijinks. Also, the whole thing about like why he's allowed to live to be three hundred, uh, is also just a great little I don't want to spoil anything for people who want to read along, uh, but it's great. So um yeah. I'm guessing but it's he, not
2: because he eats a lot of pretzels.
1: No. No. No.
2: Yeah.
1: Um That's what anyway. I
2: that's how I'm trying to do it
1: yeah how's that working out <laughs> uh, <laughs> so far so good <laughs> um, Anyway. I guess I'll find out eventually we we talked about a lot of Gundam on around the long fire because I was watching through all of them but now that i'm done i I think uh we'll be talking about a lot we did talk about chappie on the most recent one i i finally watched chappie Connor
2: what do you, what how was that
1: I enjoyed it yeah um I don't think I enjoyed it quite as much as M does, but I, I, I really see why they like it. Uh, it feels like a last, like last gasp of a certain type of Hollywood movie, uh, that just gets like completely washed out by the MCU. Um, and I think it's stupid, but it's like talking about gender in a way where sometimes it doesn't even really know how much it's talking about or like exactly what it's saying, but you're like really getting a read into society and the way that it's like talking about a robot coming into like consciousness and some sort of, uh, humanity. Uh, and all that stuff is like a little bit clumsy, but like, uh, charming and how revealing it is about like the way that people are thinking about these things. So, um,
2: that's kind of cool because yeah, I, I, I've never seen Chappie. I've never watched any part of it or looked into it at all. Um, but when it was coming out, you know, I saw trailers and stuff and I know about, you know, um, I, the director is Neil Blomkamp, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I know his work and from like the con from the contextual information, I just assumed that the movie was an abject disaster. Um, and I just, like, com- I filed it away in my mind as a closed case. Uh, yeah. And then, like, this is the second time. So in a, we recently discussed it. You brought it up as an aside. Like, oh, M really likes Chappie. And I was like, oh, like, Chappie? Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, yeah, like, Emberly likes Chappie. So now, you know, now it's like, okay, That's- yeah, M really likes Chappie. I'm like, oh, is this so this movie is, like, not what I thought it was. Uh, yeah. Or at least not entirely.
1: It, um, it's still, you, you have to have the kind of uh, appreciation for watching blockbuster movies and uh, like reading in like, what is the hidden curriculum of a blockbuster movie where it's talking about like modern politics and things. And what is it trying to say? Um, and often it's like coming out of this, like, uh, like, it doesn't feel like it's, it might be intentionally trying to say some things, but then it's saying more than it's trying to say, because mm-hmm. it's, like, existing within that culture and talking about things from within that framework, and there's, like, a certain additional thing that's revealed there. Like, the the Fast and the Furious movie is just increasingly becoming about how, like, um, you know, there there's just going to be technology that will allow people to surveil every single person on the planet, and so what we just need to make sure is that only the good people have that and the good people are the us government
0: <laughs> and this is like increasingly
1: what <laughs> fast and furious the street racing movies become about as they become like a superhero group that drives cars fast um and like some of that stuff is like uh i think just wretched um and i think there's like some things that chappie is trying to say around like uh drone warfare and um, stuff like the Boston Dynamics robots becoming like a like the police dog robot. Yeah, that, yeah, those kind of things robots. that are happening in like right now uh, in our society. And there's some stuff that's saying about it, but it like it gets muddled in this way where in trying to do like a, a robot becoming human story as well, um, it's then like also trying to tackle like relationships between humanity and a sense of like the creator like, creator God that made them. It's uh, trying to like go through the way that like uh, society is put on to people. And it's kind of, it's like really messy in how it's handling all of that, but it becomes hmm. fascinating in it's mess to me. Um, okay. Like, well, I like that. There's like, there's like, like pointed like scenes kinds of movies. And, and in a way where I don't think it's like, like it, on the surface level, it knows what it's doing here, but there are like deeper complexities here that I don't think it's fully aware of. Where like they have a scene where like Chappie wants to play with a doll that looks like the the woman that he's like sort of decided is his mother. Um and the the like father figure, like her like boyfriend or whatever, um, is coming in and being like, you need to like put that away. Uh, come with me. Like you got to be a man. I'm gonna teach you how to go shoot people. And I'm like, wow, gender is really happening here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and some of it is like slightly hamfisted in like the surface level, but there's still like weirder, crunchier stuff happening around all of it. So, um, yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's a lot more than I than I had thought. Uh, yeah. So that was. It was a fun. Uh like experience for me to suddenly have Chappie come back after years of being dead and buried in my mind. That's something that was not like I was never going to watch. So yeah, maybe I, maybe I'll watch it now.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's no victory Gundam in terms of like trying to say things about gender and saying, I think more than it's trying to say. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Being like extremely (laughs) dense and like kind of messy,
2: but like still really, really good.
1: Yeah, it's no Victory Gundam, but I still enjoyed it, and I I think I think you would get stuff out of it, even though it's also at times very stupid. Um. Yeah. Well, there's some stuff at the end that's just funny. Uh, I'm not gonna say because it's spoilers, but after you watch it, I will. Uh, I will talk to you about it and laugh.
2: Okay. Well, maybe <laughs> uh, I'll if
1: you do watch it,
2: we'll we'll turn it into a Putin at some point. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was a long tangent for a wrap up.
1: Yeah, where can people find you?
2: Y'all can find me at at Rabbalea R A B B L E A I S on Twitter and co-host.
1: Um, we don't have to like get in out to to start recording the main episode, and I'll just go some night. Um, but people still
2: don't know where to find you.
1: Oh yeah, you can find me at Fox on, Nia on basically anything that I have an account on. Um Twitter being the the main one that I like post on. Uh, but if you uh, have an annie list, you can follow me there, uh Fox Momnia. And you can see what I'm currently watching, what I'm reading stuff. Uh also letterboxed, you know, other other websites. Um if you want to send emails to us, send them to GhostiversPod at gmail.com. Yeah. Oh, you know what's the thing that I forgot to do because they didn't make a, a spreadsheet here.
2: Oh, the the re- release dates.
1: Yeah, the release dates. It will be in the episode description. I will, I will do that part, but I forgot to do it because I didn't make it. One last a, episode description. I should have made the document. Anyway, I, <laughs> I'm not going to um, say anything. So, uh, on July seventh. There will be the episode for episodes one through eight of Psychopass. Um, July twenty first, we'll do nine through sixteen. August fourth, we'll be doing seventeen through twenty two, and then the eighteenth will be Psychopass the movie. Um, and then uh, September first will be when the question bucket comes in, so or comes out. So we'll probably record that the week before, which my guess is like Saturday, August twenty sixth. Um so uh yeah. Yeah. It'll be you know, basically eight episodes at a time. Uh and this podcast comes out every two weeks. So
2: I think that's it. I think so. So uh um, yeah. See y'all next time for our first discussion of psychopath. Yeah.
1: Bye. Bye. Thanks for stopping. Bye. Bye.
0: Me time. In
1: started no timer this time (laughs) i'm assuming it'll still be a short one though
2: i think so yeah that's what i was just thinking about like in the 15 minutes before we hopped on was like we'll see how long this goes um i i truly don't know uh and either way like we'll be fine um so yeah, we'll see. Yeah, Pro- it probably will be a short one. How long, um, how long have our past couple intro episodes
1: been, if you can remember? Um, I can, I can try and look this up. See if I can do it on the fly. I don't actually know how easy this will be. Actually, probably the easiest is to do it on like my phone. Um. Rather than trying to check on Pinecast, which is what I was starting to do.
2: <clears throat> I don't want to hold us up too long if it's going to be an onerous um, thing.
1: Doo-doo-doo. Let me just find Ghost Divers. Uh, oh, Maybe if I type in intro, I'll quickly get... Um, so, ooh, Iron-Blooded Orphans was like a hour and a half kino's journey okay. was 45 minutes paranoia agent was an hour uh, okay. same with lane uh, Bakano is an hour and a half um yeah
2: yeah we can we can fit in that that range
1: yeah um my guess is it might even be shorter but
2: yeah and if so that's fine
1: do you want to do a quick, a very quick drink check? Actually quick this time? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I don't uh, know how much you have. I have water. Um, and then uh, we were out at this like queer knitting circle at the park thing, um, which was in a different neighborhood. And uh, I ended like a little after six. And, um, you know, my kid's bedtime, we usually start around seven. So we got, uh, like on the way back we stopped at honey butter fried chicken um which is just a, like fried chicken that does like the the you know honey butter stuff with it uh they have really good like little honey biscuit things and stuff um and I appreciate I know, let the me dirt with
2: in the in the restaurant yeah.
1: Name. yeah um we thought about going to Parsons briefly but um that's the place that you went and got a burger. Um, no, I got. That's, oh yeah, I got a burger. Everyone else got yeah. chicken. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we decided to do something that'd be easier to do up because Parsons would probably be happening uh, at like dinner time on a on a Saturday. Uh, mm. That's when it's gonna like start getting into like people getting the the slushy alcohol drinks and it getting busier, especially in the summer. You know. Yeah um yeah
2: i imagine that neighborhood is uh that section of the neighborhood is really busy mm -hmm. in the summer
1: but um i got a lemonade and i have that in here but i'm like slightly conscious when i pick it up because it's got like you know they put a lot of ice in these like plastic cups
2: uh oh yeah like the ones with the um the weird straws
1: um This one they gave like a paper straw, but oh okay.
2: um, I don't know why it's just like that type of cup is just coming as part of a complete image for me (laughs) that included the straw.
1: It's the like greenware ones. If people know those ones, I'm gonna that are like it's like kind of a plastic, but it's like some plastic that's supposed to be more biodegradable or something, or it's like not Uh, actually. Okay, Um, yeah, yeah. That's not the cup that I was thinking at all. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I feel like in in Chicago If you get like a a Iced coffee or something You get one of these a lot Mm. Um, And it's just like a a clear Plastic like cup with the lid With the little straw hole And the little things that you push down For like they have on here like Diet, tea, cola and other But I feel like I like see coffee in this all the time Um, I was
2: envisioning that um, The type of cup that you get at like a fair or like a boardwalk situation where it's like t- a larger plastic cup it's typically like opaque and then it comes with the straw in it and the straw is the straw that's like um I don't know what word to use for this but like ridged almost where it's um or maybe I should just abandon like trying to I I don't know if you have like a, if
1: you can find a picture of this
2: I've been trying to uh' Cause, I found the straw, hold on,
1: because I don't even know what you're talking
2: about. oh, this I found the straw, but the image is like two eighty three by one thirty
1: so why is it the biggest image of a straw ever
2: i don't I don't know i'm I'm in like straw images Google, which is <laughs> it's a strange place to be, yeah. Um does that like
1: okay does that give yeah. you the
2: You're like getting yeah. the cup of lemonade from the like boardwalk place and it's like that straw is like preloaded in it. It's like an opaque cup. Never mind. This is...
1: <laughs> is is it like is it like fused with the lid or is it just like
2: Yeah, like it might as well be cuz you're not like taking okay. the does it
1: have is the place where the straw goes in not in the center of the cup but like the side
2: Uh, again I think like it it could be Um, I've had ones where it's like in the top but it's just so much like a a whole package thing like you're not really taking
1: the straw out or whatever Mm. Um, is it kind of like um, maybe it doesn't have the full like color like printing on it yes yes okay that's exactly it okay no (laughs) yeah not one of these
2: (laughs) wow i'm just one of the standard
1: uh ice drinks i i typed in county fair lemonade and then i got it
2: yeah i had just started googling boardwalk lemonade um so i was about to do the same thing yeah i'm really proud of us that we or i probably just more just proud of you that yeah you're able to um, – So for, I started for, just like going on yeah. some random tangent and you're able to figure out what I was
1: talking about. <laughs> for people at home, if you go to like – if you type in county fair lemonade or maybe also state fair lemonade, um, I think eh, – you, you have better luck with county fair lemonade with getting a picture of this cup. Yeah, milkynebula.com. So, yeah.
2: It's the photo from milkynebula.com. But there's, yeah. a, lo- there's a
1: lot of the – um, yeah, there are other ones that are, like, the same basic design. Yeah. You know, different, like, printing sometimes. Um, there's somewhere it's, like, a little bit translucent here that's nice. Mm, um, yeah.
2: There but, should really be a name for this form of, like, packaging a drink.
1: Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's what I'm having is the lemonade and the water. I'm going to have to stop drinking lemonade when we record because I'm conscious about the ice.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you uh, got?
1: Tea. I know you said you're making tea.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I've got some tea uh, in my, you know, in my main mug. Um, it's Formosa oolong tea. Uh, it's it's good. And then I have my amber glass again that just has normal yeah. water in it. My drink checks have. Uh, I'm aware that they've gotten a lot less interesting.
1: Yeah. I think, I think I'm going to try and bring back a little bit of, like, a, a theme to the show, uh, but I still have not watched any of it, so I don't know if this is, like, a whiskey uh, cop show or, like, a beer cop show or, like, a, a, you know, gin cop show or, like, maybe vodka, but that's, like, a very specific – I don't – from what I know, I don't think this is going to be a vodka cop show. I'm I'm – feeling in my gut just knowing what I know about this show right now that it's probably going to be whiskey or gin but I still don't know
2: uh I th- I think whiskey probably I don't know if it fits perfectly into one of those categories um it might be more of like a it's
1: not a tequila t- top show right no absolutely not that's ruled yeah. out
2: um it might be more of like an absinthe, cop. An show. absinthe cop. Show. <laughs> uh, yeah. With p- potentially vodka. Uh, potentially risky. Um. Yeah. I think it kind of depends on like how.
1: Is it is it, it a hits you. is it a you're drinking like you're getting the thing where the absinthe is like dripping down on the the sugar cube that's like on the little uh, pick or whatever above the the or like the spoon or whatever it is that they put above the cup or is it absinthe like uh you pour some absinthe like a little bit of absinthe in the the glass and you like swirl it around so that it coats all the sides and then you make like a whiskey drink and you put it in there and then it's got like that touch of absinthe
2: I think that's I think we're getting closer with that okay yeah okay um
1: well maybe next time we'll have doing, to uh an absent yeah, I'll have to I'll have to think about it and maybe make it, maybe figure out a cocktail that will fit the show. But yeah.
2: I, uh I think after after watching the first eight episodes, I think you will have a very strong idea of where of uh <laughs> what kind of cocktail you're gonna be making.
1: Yeah. Um well do we want to get to the show?
2: Yeah. Uh before we do that. I think you, you've inspired me to commit to some more interesting drink checks going forward. Okay. So I'm I'm committing to that. It sounds like maybe you're not quite committing, but you're, you're, want, ex- you're thinking to. about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, one other question before we start the podcast proper. Have you figured out yet if I need to do anything for uh, synopses or am I off the hook?
2: Uh, I think you're off the hook.
1: Okay, this will be nice.
2: Yeah, I I was I've been planning to do the entirety of the synopses.
1: Okay. Yeah, and um, then just decide between if you want to pull them from a source, do them yourself, or the you pull them from a source but like gin them up a little. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay.
2: So. Yeah, I think we're we're good there. Uh, this is the beginning do- of.
1: Did we do a time.is clap? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, you were saying this is the beginning of... Uh,
2: uh After many, like, many seasons of you doing all of the synopses <laughs> with no assistance from me. Yeah. Uh, I think this is, like, the least I could do uh, <laughs> to, yeah. to start, you know? Uh,
1: yeah. I think... Going forward, because this is also the start of like our new system where you pick one, I pick one, we have like a guest slot, or we might also I have some other things that we can like throw in there, even if we don't have a guest, um, like going through all the rest of the ghost in the shell stuff. Um, just so that like one of us doesn't have to like waste our pick on SAC twenty forty-five or whatever the number is. Mm-hmm. Um so uh but yeah, and I think as part of that when it's our picks we will sort of be in charge of the synopses um figuring out whatever that's going to be even if that is then pulling in another person and saying like hey it would be helpful if we could you know split up the synopses for this episode or whatever but sure um, yeah but that's
2: still like you yeah. know, directing it and yeah. being responsible for it
1: um Also, I think at some point I want to like leave slots open. um, And I think it will also be depending on where uh, Autumn's at in terms of like podcasting and stuff, because right now they're real burnt out on podcasting. I think they're burnt out on work, which means they're burnt out on like everything right now. Um, But at some point it would be fun to do uh, us slowly working through Sailor Moon. But I think I'm going to have that be like they're picking it and bringing it when they want to do it so yeah
2: uh, um yeah I, I would definitely be on board with that uh yeah. when whenever the time comes yeah well we should probably clap
1: yeah we should clap and then we'll get this started
2: okay we're gonna clap at uh 27.
1: All right. Uh I heard the little bit of a delay but I think that's right. I think I was yeah.
2: <laughs> In so far as uh yeah. As it's possible to accurately tell um I think I was a little early but
1: uh, yeah.
2: I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure it's fine.
1: Um just with the way that the internet works. <laughs> I should clap, and then if I hear you clap, I should hear it slightly after I clap. Mm-hmm. Just given the way that the internet works, you know, I'm not going to hear you clapping at the exact same moment I am because of the, right. leg, the because slight lag.
2: Yeah, and if yeah. you did, then it would mean that you were early,
1: uh, it would, or, no, it the, or that you were the early. other person was, or yeah. I was late. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Let's get this started it, yeah let's do it. We're ready.
2: So content warnings for psychopaths season one uh, I'm kind of focusing on the first eight episodes um with these uh, i I think that or I hope that they'll be um, comprehensive for the the whole season uh but if not uh we'll we'll do more as we go um so uh Police brutality uh, is definitely uh, a major content warning. Uh, we get this throughout. It's kind of a key, one of the key themes of the show. Uh, torture and uh, mutilation um, of uh, human bodies, um, alive and dead. Um, extreme Going along with that, extreme violence and gore, uh, especially gun violence, Um, this is another thing that's a a really key point in the show um, that you get right away. Uh, Another thing that you get right away uh, is, is some pretty intense sexual violence, um, including uh, rape, uh, rape scene. Um, There's also um, significant um, psychological distress uh, portrayed throughout Uh, mental illness and mental health uh, is is a key theme. Uh, And then in conjunction with that, um, there's uh, frequent portrayals of uh, alienation, um, uh, extreme dread, uh, terror, um, and um, existential uh, dread as well. So hopefully that... Uh, covers it for at least the first date, uh, and then um,
0: we'll add more if we uh, if we need to as we go.